every Monday from 6 to 8. That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF dot myshopify.com that's subliminal sf dot myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf tired of paying too much for your internet contracts and hidden fees got you down Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. 
Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. Yeah, man, it's chill. All right, you people, get ready to cheer for the Christmas show at the Burning Spear. All you hip-hops are in for a treat, because Santa Claus is on Beach Street. <laughs> ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho, ho. Open up your dough. I'm Santa Claus, and guess what, y'all? I got something to show. Came to bring some Christmas spirit. I got a big bag now. Guess what's in it? Something for the rich and something for the poor. So Merry Christmas and ho ho ho. Ho ho ho, Merry Christmas, my foot. I'ma tell you what Santa really put under my so-called tree, but in reality, look like nothing but a decorated pole to me. Man, you talk about a tree, it makes me wonder. Cause I never had a tree to put anything under. If I ever did look up and get a tree, there was never anything under it for me. Man, y'all should be glad that I didn't quit. Cause I'm getting too old for this Santa Claus. Y'all think I'm getting presents made for free? I gotta pay them mails, and ain't nobody paying me. You big fat whale, you might as well quit, cause I can name a hundred presents that I didn't get. And if I did get a present, it'd be a hand-me-down. Yo, I got this for Christmas, now how that sounds? It sounds good to me, cause I'm about to freeze. You wanna see something? Look at the bottom of these. Me and my brothers can't go out at the same time, cause the coat that's theirs is the coat that's mine. Man, I know one thing, y'all better get off my neck, and wait till you get your welfare check. Go on down to the office and stand on the line. Better hurry up, see? I got mine. Jingle, jangle, jingle for the vote. And once he gets a welfare check, yo, kiss my mistletoe. presents keep getting mixed up cause year after year you keep fucking up and now I know why cause you're always drunk instead of G.I. Joe you send me this junk 
That ain't a G.I. Joe, that's a G.I. Jerk With a Kung Fu grip that don't even work So all I did was just put him away Cause my G.I. Joe looked G.I. gay That's why you don't get presents now Cause you're just in grace G.I. Joe's gay, what difference does it make? After all, he's just a doll, ain't too much he can do If you ask me, boy, I ain't too sure about you Listen, Blodo, with your big fat suit Next time, say no, don't send no substitute Because I asked you for a beatbox and you know what I got? Dougie Fresh, you know that kid from down the block Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. You're a mean one, Mr. Grin. You really are a heel. For everything you've done in life, it seems you're still around. You're a naughty one, Mr. Grinch. Hey, how you doing? Ho, ho, ho for the Merry Christmas Eve Beyond Our Comprehension radio podcast. Did you know that we have a Patreon for both shows now for Beyond Our Comp and Clem's Castaways? And you can go to Patreon Beyond Our Comp. That's Beyond our o-u-r-c-o-m-p and all you have to do to get the behind the scene footage that's right the full theater production value just spend 25 cents a dollar 25 a dollar 50 a dollar 75 whatever it's out there it's all under two but that won't last Come first of the year, those prices are going to probably increase by a quarter. So you can get right in right now for $1.75, not $2. That's right, $1.75, not $2. And what does it get? Tell us, Monty. Yes, if you donate to Patreon.com at a certain tier level, you will have access to the behind the production value of Beyond Our Comprehension and Clem Castaways, the full theater Broadway production. All the inks, the ints, the outs, everything that should be bleeped or done is full access. That's right, full access. Can I say it any sweeter, mama? It's full access. Come on, baby doll. Just go to Patreon beyond our comp and just go ahead and put a little donation in and I'll come right into your set. I'll be visual. Instead of auditory, you're going to get everything that daddy's going to give you. 
Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas is at the door. And it's 2019, and now the end. And Christmas is going to be exchanged by friends. But it's not too late to spend it alone. You can come down to Mutiny Radio. That's 278 121st Street. The corner of 21st and Florida, right across from the Donna Terrace Market, where they are open today, and you bring $3, you get the homemade masa, it takes up the whole plate, taco with carne asada with some cheese in there, and three, that's right, uno, dos, tres, not cuanto cinco seis, it's uno, dos, tres. Different kind of salsas that you can put on your food there, and they are amazing. Stick around after the meal for a little bit of flan, and it is so good. You got nothing else going on, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, that is exactly what you need. Wanted to start that show off with a little Beat Street Santa Wrap. That ain't no G.I. Joe. That's a G.I. Jerk with a kung fu grip that don't even work. Y'all don't know anything about that, do you? Hmm. That's too old school, huh? What you need to do is go back in time and use YouTube as a time capsule. They say the time travel's impossible. I say I disagree. I, I disagree. Even as much as I'm not a chicken hawk. I say, I say, I, I say, I'm not, I'm not a chicken hawk. You can time travel. Go back and check that out. Beat Street. That was an awesome movie, huh? Break dancing was hot going on back there. I never got a G.I. Joe for Christmas. I got G.I. Jane. Santa, what you doing up there in the North Pole? I heard a rumor from an elf coming forward says that you and Mrs. Claus was having a fight. It was rumored from an elf that you stay out all night. Shooting cotton balls of heroin and wearing women's tights. Oh, Santa Claus, oh, Santa Claus. What will boys and girls do tonight if you're flying that Santa sleigh so high? And we all know Rudolph's been on the juice for some time. And Vixen is chewing at his heels. Prancer and dancers turning tricks in Hyatt Street. Oh, what is Christmas going to be? Was Santa doing heroin? Yep, he's swinging from a different tree, y'all. This may be the last Christmas on earth. If Santa's going to go that way, take an eight ball to the dirt. That was my poem to Santa doing heroin. I hope you like that. It is Christmas Eve 2019. Beyond our comprehension, Mutiny Radio Studios, and you know what time it is. Right now, up to 4 p.m., Clem has the bridge here at Mutiny Radio. Damn it, Scotty, I need more power. I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. 
If you weren't so wee-minded and thinking with your pecker all the time, we might be out of this chaos by now. But it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas time in Africa. There's no toys around. Right now it's just slavery reinvented, you see. But what Christmas is it like? Being bothered and trained. That's no Christmas. Not if I say. You know, if you think today, just in Christmas Eve, all the way up until Christmas Day, there will be X amount of people that will commit suicide. There'll be X amount of people that are murdered, raped, poisoned, killed, shot, brutally, brutally murdered. People will become missing. For many people, Christmas Eve will become a horror story. I just wanted to share that. For many people, Christmas Eve will be totally changed. It won't be like Home Alone 2 or 1 or anything Macaulay Culkin was in. And for some people, Christmas is going to be a little different. But it's going to be the best Christmas they can put together, right? Hopefully everybody is having the best Christmas they have until shit goes sideways. And even then, hopefully you can find some joy out of it. What am I talking about? Well, it is Christmas Eve, but that doesn't mean the stories aren't solemn. And we will finish up Beyond Our Comprehensions Homeless Interview Series today during this show. It's only about 30 so minutes, uh, and it's hopefully as light as it can be with some gray skies wherever you can find it. But on this Christmas Eve, if you got something you can do, if you could head down to the Tenderloin or wherever it is in San Francisco, I think it's like 6th and Jesse. And if you got any things that you can share as far as, you know, food, don't put mayonnaise on it. Not for her. She doesn't like mayonnaise. So, you know, maybe get some mayonnaise in a package or something. But they like sandwiches and burritos and things that are warm and soups. <coughs> you know, and a jacket works nice. A scarf works nice. All that works. You know, you're going to go to a bar. You're going to go somewhere. You're going to go with friends. Maybe you'll be warm. Some people aren't. Not tonight. Some people aren't. And so we pay homage to those people, those brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, homeless. I feel your pain, so I just want to make it something that even though it's a holiday, you're not go unnoticed. And so we'll finish up our series there. 
But our sponsors, first of all, thank you, Mutiny Radio Collective, for allowing us to come in and host podcasts and open mics here. MutinyRadio.fm. You can go email Pam, our state manager. She is amazing. She is hella hardworking. And she does everything she can to keep this just the last free voice, really, you know, where you can just talk about shit. And so thank you, Mutiny Radio, for allowing me to be here. Norca on camera, YouTube. Norca on camera, YouTube. Norca on camera, YouTube. Norca on camera. YouTube, Norca on camera, YouTube today, you can find her there, and a story of transgender love, I know she's beautiful, you don't have to say, I was with her before the surgeries, and I just have to say, I love you, dear. There is no fear, nor a cut on camera, on YouTube, melt a female transition, you can see it. We love you so. I love you, baby. Mm. Can't wait to cuddle with you again when you're off work tonight. Norca on camera, YouTube. She is my wife, my sponsor of the show. She is my rock, my breath, my oxygen, the vital energy my cells need in order to facilitate leaving another day. How's that? Elton John, here's your song. I love you, baby. Norca on camera, please like, subscribe, go see her. You know, YouTube changes. Every time she gets close, it changes again. Can you just flood her? Just flood her with watch hours and likes and subscribes and share it. LGBTQT, you know, she's not proud. She doesn't just want to go out there and champion. But you should have seen her on that Thrive float. Oh, I have a picture. She is hot. Hotty, hot, hot, hot. Amazingly gorgeous. Amazingly gorgeous. They're like, you and her, uh, how, uh, hey. She said I have, she liked my eyes. Yeah, I know. I'm fat. She never had it before. Once you go fat, you don't go back. That's the way it goes. Clem's castaways. You ever want to call down and see if you're funny? Make the devil laugh. Walk the plank, matey, and if you survive, you sign the oars of freedom. From 4 to 6 p.m., Clem's Castaways, open mic and improv. You don't know what to do, no problem. I brought in the fishbowl today, and I have over a thousand improv ideas. A thousand ways, right? You want to die by a thousand cuts? How about dying by a thousand improvs? Come on down. Clem's Castaways, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., 2781 21st Street. San Francisco, California in the Mission District. You got so many Bart 
opportunity pop outs, right? You can go to mission, but it doesn't matter. Your feet will carry you here. I know you can cross the wilderness. I know you can cross the desert. You can get here to mutinyradio.fm. You can get here to the studios and the performance theater stage. I believe in you, brothers and sisters. Be healed by the therapy of the comedy. Heal yourself from trauma, post-traumatic stress, depression, Everything and everything, the list goes on and on. It is a plethora and plethora of disorders that come across our stage. And in soul, they share the most raunchiest, darkest blue comedy ever brought to San Francisco City. You will leave changed. So, those are direct Contributors, obviously, to the show, but shout out to brother from another mother, mother, excuse me, brother from another mother, Morgan, over there, Harborside Dispensary in Oakland. You, three months ago, my brother, led me on the information escapade of CBD and THC in a pill form. You allowed me to get down of the high THC tier, and now I'm in a basal load. Brother, I can close my hands. I was inside the gym. I can do a chest workout again. I can move. I can wake in the morning without pain. I can wake in the morning without pain and being three months into the therapy you can't just one week it all right being three months into the cbd therapy the mobility my adls my activities of daily living are through the roof compared like 169%. So, Brother Morgan, Harborside, Oakland Dispensary. If you go in there, you see him. You can't miss him. He's a a tall tree, as they say in the country. He's a tall tree. Go in there. Say, I heard it on the radio. I heard it through the grapevine. That you can blow people's minds with the information you give on the products you sell. I go from the pain of hell into living again. Don't, 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 don't think you harbor side. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, I celebrated my birthday the other day here in the studios. I don't know why I'm trying to do the preacher kind of. I've seen the light as ever prescribed. But California dreaming, that California dreaming, that pomegranate, that juice sparkling juice that is there in on sale. I think it's 30% off. You get like four bucks. I thought it was three. My bad. 
I thought it was $6. You could get it for 50%. California Greenman, can you do that for the end of the year? Can you just let us purchase your nectar for half? Half. Eddie, she want half, Eddie. Oh, we're going to have a good show. A good show, all right? Because we are going to finish up our series. But before I do, let's reset our mind into the transition of our brothers and sisters that are outside. There's far too many of you dying You know we've got to find a way To bring some loving here today Father, Father We don't need to escalate You see, war is not the answer For only love Don't punish me with brutality Talk to me so you can see Oh, what's going on, what's going on Before we get into what we have to get into I gotta do my final Beyond Our Comprehension shout out and I think it's appropriate on Christmas Eve when we want to talk about miracles and, you know, birth and something amazing that comes into the world. Some amazing people. You know, people sometimes just step up and become amazing. So, without further ado, let me, who it chokes me up every time because I love these people so much. 2013 cardiac death bicycle accident wasn't wearing a helmet died mark hopkins officer surrey sergeant camacho christopher robinson mike huntington thank you for bringing me back Thank you for giving me another chance at life. Thank you, people, for being the miracles in me. Thank you for being the miracle in me. And I am here. As a miracle can be is you and a story of the universe aligning so perfectly it's one reason I had to start the podcast. It's one reason I had to just start sharing the stories because I couldn't share it enough one-on-one, right? I just had to tell the globe how beautiful human beings can be. And then, of course, the doctors, 
that fixed my heart. All the doctors that like Humpty Dumpty said you couldn't put back together again and they did. And from lying to not walking to a wheelchair to now here I am. Here I am. And my brothers, I owe, and my wife thanks you, but I owe you so much I never can repay except for my extreme and internal admiration for the human beings that you are. God bless you. Mark runs a rock and roll page. He, he's really into some of the old souls. You know, I always told Mark, I'm, I'm an old soul. I am so kin to the world of the past. And, you know, here you go, Mark. I give a shout out to my mama. Passed away early before I was nine from a blood disease. So I always like to see if I can set the mood. Should I run for president? Mother, should I trust the government? Mother, will they put me in? 
baby life sure looks new to me sometimes i wish i could put that in a pill i tell people they say clem i don't understand your aura it's i'm like it's tweaked huh it's sometimes different hard to describe and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. What do you think you would be like if you died and then came back? How would you see the earth? How would you see nature? How would you see multitasking and running around and filling your schedule up until you have to go to sleep and, you know, all the stuff? How would you see it? How would you see your How would you see your fellow humans wherever they are on the planet how would you see them how would they be internalized into your vision into your purpose and where is your purpose laid Is it global Is it local is it communal is it self Those and more Questions flood the mind when it when it goes through something like that, when it deals with an afterlife. And yeah, it definitely I'm not the person I was before. Uh for better or worse, I don't know. But sometimes the empathy is just too great. That is for sure. But sometimes maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be too great. The empathy is supposed to affect you. It's supposed to do that. There's people out there in the street tonight. There's people out there in the street tonight. Thing. Got a home and they might have some fried. And it's Christmas Eve 2019. And there's a lot of people still got some unwanted dreams. They're homeless tonight. And do you want to be able to hear their plight? Well, then that's what I'll do. I'm about to share it with you. We are going to step in back. Let's see where we are here. I like that part. Of right. The and it is, but it's a lot of... Um, I don't know. To me, it's got a lot of hidden charm, you know? If I was a person in another country, and I... All right, so let's set the scene. If you have not uh, heard the first part of the series, the series is being released on YouTube. You can see it if you go to Beyond Our Comprehension uh, YouTube. Uh, it is being released and the reason it's released at certain times is because i want each one to be able the days that they're released apart to keep the homeless plight 
in our conversation. And the more it's spread out like that, the more people hopefully will bring traffic by the YouTube site. And it, it's just Sixth Street and Jesse, right? I don't know if it's a pork chop, the tenderloin, however you're going to call it, right? You San Francisco's, but the homeless are out there. Warm suits, jackets, scarves, gloves, hand gloves, right? Hands. So let me give you a, 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 just a little feedback from a biologist standpoint, right? A person is going to lose the greatest amount of heat and warmth through the top of their head and through their, um, their thighs, their legs, right? Gloves, jackets, uh, like snow pants, skiing pants, anything that you've got out there that's in your closet, all of that, you know, if you is put it this way, anything that you think that you would put on to go up to heavenly, right? Or go wherever it is. Those are the outfits that are needed right now. And if you could bring those outfits down to some of the people that are on sixth street and Jesse, um, down in the neighborhood of the Indy bio, uh, could you, uh, just say, Hey, you know, we, we heard this on the radio. We don't want to, and here's what you think. Don't dump your shit on them. Give them a choice. What to pick, right? Because they have to pack their shit up every day for the washers that come down, right? They're supposed to. So, you know, dress for them warm and if you got some hot soup or anything that you can bring down uh, and sandwiches, don't put mayonnaise. If you're at churches or anything like that, don't put the mayonnaise on the bread, right? Don't put the mayonnaise on the bread. Leave the condiments off to the side. And if you even can't provide them with condiments, hey, there's military people will tell you, we'll just eat the bread and the cheese and the meat and we'll just, it's fine. We got to eat and go, eat and go, eat and go, right? So this is the couple out there and she is amazing and she's was willing to share the story. And so now let's pick up mid interview. To go somewhere. It's kind of the people who live on the street know kind of everything about right, it. Right, right. Right. So where's the best place? A lot of that too. A lot of tourists, you know, come and socialize with us and really? want to okay. know where to go and where the good clubs are and all that. A lot of times. Do you think other countries don't have as much of a stigma of kind of a migratory? Of a multi-million dollar company okay. that's in the Sorry biotech that. industry. Okay. Let me go ahead and, and reset where we were. That's how a lot of people got here in Timberton. Life as much as the U.S. does? I don't know. I was curious about that myself. I don't know. Because you well, What we're talking about here, let me just pause this right I'm here. I'm backpacking through Europe. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, take yeah. a hostel. So what we're talking about is, is what's their observational humor? Who, who 
do they see in the day to day? And, you know, and I was kind of worried. I'm like, well, what do international people now? We may be stepping back in the in uh, in time here. Um, and it looks like it. And we'll start with the other series. Um, but let's go ahead and let's relive this. Right. 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 So it seems like there's some other countries that are more open to obviously right. they can't be, right. you know, but but it's interesting that, you know, the tourists go, hey, let's go. A lot of people come here and then never leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how a lot of people got here. And like, Correct. And My wife was one. Here, you know, I was young. I was stupid. You know, I thought I knew it all. Right. I followed a guy here. He ended up leaving like right after I got here and going back home. And I stayed. I don't know why, but I did. I just, I figured it was now or never, you know, mm. I would just try to make something, make it, you know, try to. Do you? I did okay, you know, I did okay. Um, yeah. I was fortunate. You know, it can be rough for, um, to be a young female out here. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of people that can prey on young females, you know, and if you, um, if you're naive or you're from out of state, you know, it's really fast paced down here. And, um, it's a, it was a big culture shock and a big change from home. You know, I remember when I first got here, I couldn't believe, like, for example, I had never seen a transvestite in my life. Really? I had never. Yeah. I had never. And I got here and there was like a dude walking naked with, you know, and a woman dressed like a dude over here and it was just new to me you know I was like whoa they really do that out here like <laughs> wow was it something that there was like rumors but people who yeah, grow up back yeah, east ago yeah California is like this yes and so when you came out you're like wait it is really like this yes yes and like for example um when I first came out here I was still using and you know they had the needle exchanges here um, they don't have those in Ohio. Like, where I'm from, if you don't have a prescription for insulin, you can't get clean needles. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Matter of fact, if you get caught with any needles, then you get that's a charge, paraphernalia charge. So, I just couldn't believe that they, they give you all that stuff, you know? They give you clean needles, clean things, cook it in, clean this, clean this. That blew my mind, you know, yeah. but really it's a wonderful thing, you know, um, it's crazy. <laughs> and can I ask you what you were most addicted to? Um, I was a heroin addict. Heroin? Yeah, I am a heroin addict. I'll always be an addict. Okay. Um, but it was a different life, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Can I ask you, as most people say, did you start with, do you think, did you start with something else, kind of a drug, and then move to heroin? Yeah, I, when I was younger, um, I dibbled and dabbled in a little bit of anything that right. you could put in front of me. I think, like most teenagers, you know, it wasn't until um, after high school and stuff like that that I tried any of the harder stuff. And... I guess it was just curiosity more than anything. That guy we were talking about that I followed out here, um, he was a heroin addict, and so I, I don't like to say that he did that to me or he, because he didn't, you know, I wanted to do it, but um, he didn't have a problem with it, <laughs> you know. 
Do you I, think? The time I met him, uh, you know, I was working a really good job. I had like, two cars. I had my own place to live, and he didn't have shit. So, mm. but a little bit of charm that I fell for, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, we all do you that know, at times in life, right? If I only would have listened to mom and dad back then, <laughs> they said he was no good, you know. But I knew it all. Do you, Do you think? people are more susceptible that, uh, let me rephrase that do you think different people are more susceptible to be an addict or not right, so do you think there's there's just exist people that genetically are predisposed to being an addict of anything, OCD like gaming, right right, right? Uh, drugs that anything could be just over honestly, the biggest factor that I think one of the biggest factors is the environment that you're in or you grow up in. Yeah. I think that can have a lot of influence. But see, like me, honestly, I was never I was never abused. I was never um, mistreated. My family was great. My mother or father are not addicts. They do not use, they do not drink, nothing. Um, I have some uncles and my grandfather who drinks and is an addict, but um, I was never around it. I never seen it. I never, I don't know what, I honestly don't even know what, you know, other than curiosity and wanting to be the fun one, wanting to have fun, you know, so it's such a hard call, you know, it's so hard to say what makes anybody really um, start on stuff like that, you know, because I've heard it told a thousand different ways, you know, Yeah. and um Everybody's just got their own path sometimes, yeah, huh? They doesn't say, it? They say it's in your genes and this and that, but how do we really know that, you know? Good. That's how I feel about That's it, cool. really, I guess. <laughs> now, what do you guys do for the holidays? Uh, well, he has some family. He has a brother in Oakland. Um, so we go out there sometimes and visit his nephew and his brother. But basically, you're looking at it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the holidays are kind of a hard time, you know. I I would think for anybody that's away from home or true, you know, it's um it can just it can be depressing. <laughs> We're in an alley. I mean, in a tent in the rain. It sucks, right? <laughs> that is great. Especially that- on Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff like that. So, but we just try. We just gotta stay positive. Mm-hmm. Gotta stay positive, no matter what. No matter what. A lot of people we know have passed away recently. It seems like more than normal. Um, I don't know if it's just all of our lifestyles catching up with us or I don't know what it is, but we've had a handful of good friends that have passed away really recently. And um, so we're just happy to be moving and grooving and breathing still, you know, because it's a lot more than what a lot of people can say. True. You know. Now, what do you think about climate change and the increase in temperature? I mean, for one thing, obviously, as a researcher, I know the CO2 is out there. The CO2 levels higher here on the street. So being here in the street, maybe not proven, but there's a hypothesis that you're subject to a lot more of respiratory illnesses and cancers. Do you hear my voice right now? Do you hear that? Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's just, it just started from... You know, shortly after we um, started staying in the tent, mm-hmm. I'll get my dog is sick right now, throwing up. That's my dog throw up right there on the ground. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with her. 
and then like you're you're canine right i mean we all like i have a service dog <coughs> and we all should be able to have some kind of a you yeah. know an animal companion right yeah and so how do you deal with that it, it when when you you have access to health but your pets don't oh, no. out here huh it's terrible i'm terrified right now because she's about 12 years old now and um you know, she's a Staffshire Terrier, so, and Pit, Pit, they don't live to be much older than 15 as far as I know, uh-huh. you know, so she's getting close to that age, and, and thank God she's always been very healthy, like the only thing she's ever been to the vet for is to get her shots, thank God, um, because like we had a, another dog, um, she had one litter um, when she was younger, and we kept one. And she um, was hit by a car in Oakland. And I'll never forget it. They would not help her. They would not. They want cash money up front before they will touch your animal. Mm. And the vet is not cheap. <laughs> right. They are not cheap. So, it, unfortunately, that's why you see so many animals in the shelters and stuff because. Yeah, we, we should be able to have pets and stuff, but really, if you don't already have one, don't go get one. Like they, that's my opinion. Right. Because we're already struggling out here, and people don't realize that. that people don't realize vets are like that. They want their money. Like, she was hurt. She was really hurt, and they would not see her, mm. you know, and I'll never forget that. And, and pet insurance, that's a scam. <laughs> to me, that's like a joke because... You pay the insurance premium every month, right? But if your dog gets hurt or sick or whatever, you still have to pay the vet up front every penny, and then the insurance place will reimburse you. Okay, that's all good and fine, but if you don't have the money to pay it up front, you're still in the same position you were in, whether you had the pet insurance or not. Right. You know? And, oh, is that her right there? Yeah. Wow. Hi, Oh my goodness. An angel of a canine. I just want to let you know while I was there. Just Hi. amazing. Hi, precious. Hi, precious. And while we were out there, we really had to pay attention to the cars that were just, you know, they get off work in San Francisco and they take off like a bat of fucking hell and and everything that's gonna do. Down there is a stop sign. (laughs) That's what she's talking about now. They just fly. No regard to animal or human. Shame on you. All right, so. That ends that section, and let's go ahead and we'll transition to, where are we here? Make sure I'm hitting the right one here. Life as much as the U.S. does? I don't know. I was curious about that myself. I don't know. Place to live, and he didn't have shit, so... Mm. But a little bit of charm that I fell for, unfortunately. Okay, we are. <laughs> yes, we all do that at times in life, right? Okay, so hold on here. I'm bringing it up. I'm 
believe. We went and found these just to put in front of our because it would feel like they were literally going to. All right. So her husband is amazing. Basically, you know, he kind of monitors and is kind of the police of the homeless there in that little section. And the smartest thing they did was he was able to find barriers to help protect the people who live on the street there from the passing motorists, which even almost hit me while I was out there. It's over. You went and found these, yeah, these barriers. and so that's how you yeah. protect. <laughs> wow. How smart is that? We tried. Just engine. I mean, because you have to be safe from this. Yeah. Yeah, and with the dog, you see, so, you know, she don't mean no harm. Right. You know, she used to going in and out as she pleased. Like when we lived in Oakland, you know, she was used to going in and out as she pleased. She's good like that. So, right. but the guy <coughs> down here is crazy. It is. But so, um, I just gave up everything and I said I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. I didn't have a job. I'm an older white male. They think it's easy. It's not, right? Yeah. And so. Um, luckily, Carmen, who runs the biology stockroom at Sacramento City College, she gave me a job because she found I didn't have any food. You know, wow. I was I was taking my classes during the day, and then I would walk to West Sacramento and take my classes at night. And then and it's I would, crazy because as much as you need help, you don't want to ask, right? No, because You're I was so embarrassed. embarrassed, right? Yeah, I was embarrassed that yeah. here I am trying to go to school. And I'm already not young. Yeah. And so how am I going to interact? And luckily she was, she just heard my story. Um, yeah. And, and then I ended up just really studying and she got me to where I could, uh, I could go and, and she helped me graduate. I went down to Cal State Bakersfield and then uh, I lived in my car down there. Yeah, we did that at first. Look at that. How fast that is, huh? Right. Like they think it's going to be a quick route to get to the bridge or something here. No, well, my friend was standing here just like me and you are the other night, and they almost hit her. Like wow. she had to step out of the way. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I, it was just the car. So I kind of like. Uh, I knew I wanted to come back to San Francisco. I knew my degree in biotech. I knew that I studied hard, right? But I don't have any money. Yeah, I can't no. afford to live. I was gotta working have two. Money, gotta have money. Right? All about the money, yeah. You work two jobs and you're living in the car and so hard. moving around the carpool, right? I pitched the tent. Oh, I know. Yeah. I pitched the tent in the um, in the handicap, right? Because I'm disabled. Because I had a bicycle accident. And uh, I had a bicycle accident from, I had a, uh, they did CPR, they brought me back, and then they put a, they fixed my heart, but it, you know, wow. it makes it hard to kind of have jobs and stuff like that, because yeah. I, I have a little bit of brain injury, but, uh, but no, you know, it's like, what else are you going to do? Yeah. So I would just wait till night so the carpools weren't really there, pull into the handicap, yeah. pitch my tent there because it's kind of bigger, yeah. and at least I can just throw it back in. That's why I met Crazy Carl. He's, <laughs> he lives in UC, uh, by UC Davis at a carpool over there. He's been yeah. out there for about five years, he yeah. said. But, so that was just it. And then uh, I picked up a summer job working for Alameda County Mosquito Abatement. And they gave me the own truck and stuff like that. I'm like, wow. this is great, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I went up and down. Well, I got to work the Bayshore line. 
So I met all the homeless people that are there because I'm out there working with trapping mosquitoes yeah. and that's exactly where right. everything is, yeah. right? And so, you know, just it was like, man, what else am I gonna do? I can't work two jobs, you can't yeah. do anything. So I'm like, all right. But, you know, just gotta keep going. It is, you just gotta keep going. What else are you gonna do, right? Find, go to emergency when you can go to emergency, yeah. ask them to deal with you because you yeah. can't pay or. So, so uh, like I said, I, we work at UPS in the warehouse. Um, we've been there for three and a half years um, now. Wow. I finally uh, got my license right and everything and um, did all the training qualified to become a driver so i'm like oh all our problems about to be solved right because i'm gonna make good money right you're gonna make bank so and i know that i would be excellent at it you know and um there's a 30-day probation period and i had to miss two days of work to go to eviction court and they disqualified me no so i have to wait 60 days before i can try again Oh. And in 60 days, Christmas will be over, and then they won't be hiring for drivers right. at that time. So really, who knows how long I'll have to wait. Yeah. So. But you are going to go ahead and do it again, aren't you? Yeah, You've worked all for it, huh? You have to, yeah. yeah. It sucked. Like, they said, okay, you can go ahead back to the night store. Like, that's really embarrassing. You know, that's like a... You guessed it, like you failed, you know, like. <laughs> right, because people don't understand. We, just because you're out here, it's not, we have pride in ourselves, yeah. right? We want to do yeah. good. Yeah. We care what our coworkers like think of us. The story, he always said, oh, I can tell anybody at work that I live in a tent. No way. I don't tell anybody. And, like, um, you know, so I was, like, the only driver, I think, that didn't drive myself to work, you know, because I don't have a car right now. Our car had got towed. But, um, that's another story. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we lost our car. And so, I take public transportation and a bike, you know. It's a bar and a bike. Um, but none of the other drivers walk or bike to work. You know, they all drive. So, right. I'm already embarrassed because I'm walking down the street in the driver uniform, like, you know, walking or riding a bike. <laughs> So I already feel stupid, but I would never tell anyone that I live in a tent. Oh yeah, God. yeah. But so you, the only way to look at it is you're just green as can be for the planet. You yeah. walk everywhere you gotta go, and you take a bike and bump it. Yeah. Now here's the one thing. Now I, because of my injuries, I get reduced fares for public transportation. Like, nice. yeah. Yeah. So they offer, they offer um, you know, like the VA office, they give us some bus tokens. Okay. And then I think they do muni um, passes, but that doesn't really help my situation because it doesn't pertain to BART yeah. you know, or AC Transit, which is what I use. But. Right. So if a if a if a organization doesn't have enough to divvy out of all the public transport that right. you need to use, right? Sometimes right. it doesn't help, right. huh? Wow, that's a good way to look at it. Um, There's so many different ideas that you spin off of, of just- the bar pushed their hours. They started opening later, an, an hour later. So now they open at, what is it? I think it's six or seven. They open an hour later than they used to. So, and that's right around the time my shift ends uh, for the night sort. So I go in at, I clock in at 11 
and then we go until we're done. You know, it depends on the volume of boxes that we have and right. all that. Um, sometimes it's real fast, sometimes it's a long time. But either way, like, I usually end up having to wait at least an hour for the BART to open up back up. So I'll be done with work, wait an hour to two hours for, at the BART station for the BART train to start running, catch that, come home. And it doesn't. And get here and it's pouring down rain, so I just want to get in the tent. And right. Like, as soon as I get in there, the cops came and the DPW guy came and said, "6:30 at 7 o'clock, we're coming back. We've got to move everything by 7 o'clock." They really only give you about 15 minutes warning. Wow. Ever, yeah. If you if you get that. So we did that, and then about 25 minutes after they said, "Okay, we're done. You can put your stuff back." The cops came down here about 25 minutes later and said, okay, you guys got to move. Well, apparently they had their communication a little, he didn't realize they had already done it. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me that I'm lying, that they haven't been here yet. And I'm just like arguing for what? You know, I said, okay, you're right. But I'm not moving my tent again. I'm not taking it down again. Yeah. <laughs> we are. We just did this. I haven't been to bed yet. I work too, believe it or not, you know. Do you get to tell them that? Do you get to tell them? I did today. (laughs) I was not doing that again. It's so ridiculous. Right. You know, because we know that we got to move, so it's hard. It's like we want to be as comfortable as possible, even though we're outside. It's our home right now, you know, so we want it to be as comfortable as possible, but really, you can't set it up in a way for it to be comfortable because you know you just have to take it right back down. Yeah. You know? So it's like the more stuff you have, period, the more of a hassle it is. So you don't have anything, basically, is the best thing to do. But who wants to live like that? Right. You know? it's, right. Yeah. It's, I hate it. I hate it. I haven't been on this in a long time. I mean, I have, but I haven't. You know, we lived in Oakland for a long time, um, and we ended up losing our place there, um, not by eviction, but that was a whole big old thing. The ceiling caved in. They installed a bathtub incorrectly in the apartment above. No yeah, way! Our, our whole ceiling caved in, and it turns out the owner of the building who was this Asian guy that we've never met before in life we didn't even know that we thought the manager was the owner that person that rented us the place uh, but really he was just trying to um, somehow get the building he was working for the owner to you know trying to um, purchase the property because I guess this guy had a bunch of properties and this was like one of his crappier ones up probably and um the manager of this guy that we thought was the owner was trying to buy it from him so he was like making payments so <coughs> then when this happened he all of a sudden it was well i'm not the owner you know uh, and, he, and he tried to tell us well you guys just have to move you know like and we're like no we lived here for three years like what are you talking about we just gotta go you know right and we ended up having to go to and we had a lawsuit with them and then the bank ended up taking the property for a long time so we were there but there was like mold on the wall growing on the wall it was like not livable yeah you know and nobody would fix it because it was just like in limbo you know and um then this guy (laughs) this older white gentleman um purchased the property (coughs) he was like 
if you look up the definition of slumlord in the dictionary, his picture would be beside it. He was, he had all the tricks in the book, and um, you know, he obviously he, he wanted to remodel everything and um, double oh. the price of rent. Right. But he would have had to honor our. Yeah, be careful, which he didn't like. He didn't want us, you know, he wanted us to pay double what we were paying. And so he wanted us out regardless, you know, by any means necessary. And, and that's what he did. He, he uh, long story short, we signed something we shouldn't have signed. Yeah. And he, he All right. We're about to go into the last section of the interview well there's one last section and that last section is a short one you're going to have that on youtube you can go to beyond our comprehension on youtube and you can watch the series as it's unveiling there's a premiere for each of it so you can see each section as it plays out and its premiere that way you can be reminded when it goes you can go look at our other shows that we produce here, too. It's Clem's Castaways, I think the three of that. Uh, it's very, very dark um, humor. Uh, they call it dark blue. So any kind of, you know, vulgar or, or four-letter words or anything in comedy, it's blue, right? Uh, this is dark blue. Uh, and as it says on the warning. So these are all age restricted. You have to be 18 over, uh, to watch these because of the content. Uh, but you can go to beyond our comprehension. We'd really appreciate if you go to Patreon beyond our comp and donate to us. So that way you can get the full production value. You can get everything that we do here in the, the studio theaters. Uh, we can get, all of the blogs you can get everything um and it helps us out by being able to cover the costs of the show um being able to go out and help people on the street uh listen to their stories record their stories uh the time involved it takes to promote uh, all the shows and so once again i want to do put it out there that our email uh, for any comments on the show, it's clem.cc.boc at gmail.com. And I'm going to go ahead, uh, the last of it will be at, at gmail, but I'll go ahead and do this phonetically. So it's charlie lima echo mike dot charlie charlie dot bravo oscar charlie at gmail.com. Once again, that's charlie lima echo mike dot charlie charlie dot bravo oscar charlie at gmail.com we also have voicemail that's a voicemail on google only but you are able to call in to any uh of the shows and leave your voicemail detailed uh we'll definitely listen to it that's 916-794-5598 that's 916 916- Seven nine four five five nine eight. Do you know that Beyond Our Comprehension also welcomes in-person studio guests and in-person audience? So if you have an entourage, you can definitely bring them because we have the theater space. But for comedians out there, for musicians out there, for artists out there that would like to come in 
tell their story, go over the places that they're going to be playing at, come by and do a set here in San Francisco's Mission District, right? You want to do acoustic set? Perfect. You want to come in freestyle? Perfect. Come into the studios, introduce yourself to the radio and the globe. Get recorded, chomp it up yourself when you download our podcast, and then you can go ahead and use that to promote. You know how to do it. We welcome you. All right, so we are going to go in to the last bit. Let's make sure I am bringing it up. And this is, let me make sure, hold on. I will say that this will be it. And it's actually the last of it. It's only about four minutes. Um, But I want to thank them so much for sharing their story with Beyond Our Comprehension. Down in the Turnerloin, San Franciscans. Some of your longtime San Franciscans are down there. And they're out on the street. They like soup, hots, gloves. Scarfs, don't bring down your Keurig, right? Or your radio player or anything like that for them, please. Um, Bring down your joy, your humanism, and your empathy. And bring down your help. If you know someplace that these people can go, right? These people work. They work hard. They just don't have a place above their head except for a tent. Merry Christmas Eve. These of us up out of there slowly but surely. <laughs> That's crazy. And uh, when we when we left there, you know, we, we came here. We met here in San Francisco and then moved to Oakland and um, a little bit later we've been together lots of years now. Ever since I got here. <coughs> um, but we came back to San Francisco because we heard that they have these navigation centers here now, and they're really helping people and housing people and taking couples and mm-hmm. they let you bring your dog and you know there was nowhere like that in Oakland at the time they were you know they weren't doing much for the homeless there at the time at all. Um, so we came back to San Francisco. Um, we had our car, which was about all we had to our name. It ended up getting towed, you know, just. Finding places to park it. Right. And it's just, just city, you know, just city life, you know. Right. Um, it's, it's just been crazy. I could write a book or something. You should. <laughs> right? You should get a journal, huh? I know. Well, you did it right now. It's crazy. Right? I mean, I this have is. A lot of stories. It's crazy. You should, you should all share them. We, you know, send us any story you want <laughs> and by the radio station. I There's so many people that are in the collective that do podcasts. Yeah. I'm sure that they would love to share different stories. And we even do comedy, too. I can't wait to check it out. Right. Check out the show. Right. It's, uh, it'll be, it'll be here. It'll be online. MutinyRadio.fm. Okay. So on Tuesday. Check it out. All right. Can you give me, you? what do you want to tell? You want to tell your name? Uh, sure. My name is Holly Madison. All right. Um, that's my husband, Early Madison. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just out here. Uh, this is 6th Street from Jesse Alley. Um, 
Is that what, what do you guys call it? Any names on the street? Does it have a nickname or no? No, not really. Yeah. Sixth Street. <laughs> That's it. Just Six and Jesse. If you Francisco, you know Sixth Street is its own, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sixth Street is its, its own, own animal. lifestyle, period. Really? Don't breed people out here, yeah. Yeah. So... Do you ever go to parks or great, what are great parks to go around here? Oh, yeah. We usually go, we, you know, we like to take the dog, you know, cause Yeah. It's not really much here for her, you know. Um, I mean, you see it. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, we, we like to go to Christina Park. Um, wow. That bastard right there almost, almost hit us. It almost is where you want them to put traffic cams here. I know. Right? In the city, just to slow shit down, huh? Somebody's gonna get really hurt. Right. Right. Because not just that, but then you have people, not just people from the tents, but people that are out here for other reasons, whether it be... Getting off of work, crossing the street, trying to go to public transit, right? Just trying to... People that might be intoxicated or anything and be in the street and not paying attention and then get alive. Yeah. I know I'm going to bad one day. Right. Crazy. So. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. It was fun. All right. I hope it was
heads of state are having the fun. Are they ready? We are looking at the world through the barrel of a gun. Are we ready? You stand there beating on your little war drum. Are you ready? And it won't be long before your time has come. Are you ready? There's a burning sun and it sets in the western world. But it rises in the east and pretty soon it's gonna burn your temples down.
but there's market that puts me in the mood for a $3 taco. Handmade masa just filled to the brim of love. Authentic. Authentic. All right, well, that was our little four music set. It was Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, Credence Clear Water Revival with Have You Ever Seen the Rain? Tio Manuel with, what was it? War Dog? No, Warhead. I knew it was War something. And then, of course, the Latin flavor of Van Van Ete. And Lee Van Van in the 90s with Esta Es Bueno. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. It was the first time I had to go ahead and multitask trying to throw something from the computer to running vinyl to having the CD player to being able to talk. That's what you get with Clem. Beyond our comprehension, you get a multitude, multitasking person who can, who can do this. Look at that. I can go out in the street, interview people, and tell you stories, host your, a comedy hour. You want to come in and do a performance of your own? Not a <clears throat> problem. Not a problem. There was a person on Facebook that says, hey, I wanted to do like a 25-minute set. I'm like, that's a special, dude. You want to do a 25-minute set? That's a special. I can just open up you to do a special. Why don't we just do that? And then you can book the event with Eventbrite, sell tickets to it if you want to. But if you're doing 25 minutes, then that means you'll do two sessions where we go over your material and I run the board with whatever music that you pick out, right? This is how it goes. I run the board with whatever music you pick out. We fill in the spots that you need those music on, but the main thing is to go through your set so I know where your microphone placement is and where you go high and low in your set so I can adjust the mic through those interviews of jokes. That's right. We do it professionally here for you. And that's why a lot of people come and say, hey, can I rent the venue? You know, I've got, I'm stopping through town. I want to do this and promote this. They're like, no problem. And they're all pleased because they get a recorded archive of it. It's, hey, that's what we do here, right? We're here to support artists. That's what Mutiny Radio does. Artists like me, great artists, like, I can't even go through the history list. It's just way too many. You could just look in the studio, right, and you just see the greatness I can feel it. I can feel the longevity and the energy and all that's transferred from each collective as they come through and they do and talk and through their podcast. I can, I can feel that and it inspires me and it, it actually creates me so much joy. It's so funny that, um, you know, because of my injury, the brain injury, I, I don't do as well when I in group because I pretty much don't have a filter and like, if I want to talk about my afterlife experience, I'm going to fucking talk about it. And if you tell me to shut up, oh, then we got a problem, right? We got a problem. 
if I'm here, you know, into group, I'm going to be able to share. If I want to talk about my dad's suicide, if I want to talk about my suicide text, I want to talk about being homeless. I want to talk about all that stuff. I'm going to talk about it, right? How you doing? How people join into the the uh, podcast area. How you doing? Yo, what's up? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, we're late. Like hell, Michael. No problem at all. Hey, I'm Hi. <laughs> How are you? No problem at all. Good, good. To the scene. Which one do we jump on? You can. Hold on here. I just ripped down there. Are you on video? No, no, no. Not this one. This one up here. There we go. What's up, man? You got your own CEO manual CD. You know what? I was trying the first time on Beyond Our Comprehension. I was trying to give the audience more, right? So I just got the Patreon out. And come on. You got, let's just see what's there, right? Check one, two, Mike, check one, two. Where we at? You can hear us, you can hear us. All right, the answer on two. We'll grab a headphones. Right, absolutely. Plug into which socket. You, I believe, can go there. All right, and then I'll get one for her. You got one? Right, and I believe it will be in this realm. What makes you want me to use this one? Yeah. Cool. Well, wherever okay. it's comfortable yeah. to sit down. Cool. Here we go. Here there, we go. Huh? Chop, chop, chest, chest. <laughs> mic check, mic check. Check All one, right, check Jimmy, two. Let me see what you got. Oh, let that, me ain't, see. that ain't me. That ain't me. Hey, yo, what's up? Get that. Go, what's up? What's I can hear you, right? All right, that's. <laughs> she's popping. Quail. Quail microphone. These two that are popping. Hey, hey, hey. Jump over here. All right. That sounds good. Yeah, sometimes they rotate them around unless I crawl underneath. You want to close that door? You need not that a problem. Air. Yeah, no, you can close it. Uh, actually, you might want to close that window that's right there. Oh, that one? No, that one has to kind of stay open for... Okay. It's the... Hey, y'all. It's the eclecticness of it, right? It's, it's yeah. like a closed door never invites anybody in. Right? Basically, we're farting in here is what go it means. Double. Oh, yeah. If, you, know, if you are farting, check, then check, please check, check, tell me, and I will go ahead and light a joint. And we will take check, care of Mike that. check. Mike right. check. Here we go. Here we go. We good? Are we in yo, the game? Yo, 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 yo. You got some head? Can I verify it on sound? How's that sound? Yo, yo, yo. Here we go. Give me one, two, three, one, two, three, five, one, two, three, four, five. Mike check. One two. one two one you're two mike check one two there you're on one two one two one two one two there you go all right you're just gonna have to yeah a little bit more i know how to talk really loud now. that's exactly what i want right uh, i want to i have to talk really loud oh my gosh <laughs> there you go man okay. it's dramatic we got Fantastic. some dramatic people in here okay introduce yourselves one more time i'm uh my name is Kiranyo. I go on Facebook by El Kiranyo. I've been uh, transitioning from El Kiranyo to Optimus. I'm in my final stages of going from Optimus to Optimus Simba. Uh, yeah. And Are I you ever going to reach Optimus Prime? Uh, that's level. what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to evolve to that, but Simba right, right now, Optimus. But right now, you're going to stay Earthborn Optimus instead of going to Cybertron yeah. and reaching that. And that is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a progressive journey. And um, what what about your Instagram? Your uh, I'm not Twitter? that fancy, man. I'm what, not that what? fancy. Tell me, you got, I got TikTok? I, I I listen to Trump's Twitter, but I ain't really out there putting out my own content as as he's doing. But um, well, Instagram, I'm not on that level either. I'm you're on Facebook, now. yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave it to the next guest over here, man. But that's a little bit about me, yeah. Okay. And our next guest. Why, hello, my name is Carole Acuna. 
spelled C-A-R-O-L-E with an accent on the E, then Acuña como Curumatana. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, I'm a flamenco dancer and stand-up comedian and actor. And uh, what's up, y'all? Wait, wait. Was? You're a flamingo dancer. Flamenco. F-L- flamenco. 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 Yeah. All right. Not the pink bird. No, not the pink bird. My apologies. And stand-up comedian Everybody and actor. Everybody hates me yeah. right now. Critical. No, that happens all the time. Like, am I a flamingo dancer? Am I going? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And how long were you doing that for? Because somebody out there gave me the vibe from the internet. Yeah. What? Because we're global right now, right? Yeah. You yeah. have to understand, you're global right now. Pues now they aquí. said, wait, wait. How did you get into that? Uh, my family. I've been dancing my whole life. My mom, my grandma, my great grandma, and all kind of stuff. Really? Fifth generation dancer in my family. I knew a dancer when I first became a CNA. And I worked in Sacramento and I worked in a skilled nursing facility. And it was so sad. She would sit in her wheelchair by the front door all the time. Like, oh, wow. She was an African-American lady. If you went into her room, she was a classical ballerina. Uh-huh. I mean, just amazing poster and everything. Yeah, yeah. Just had nobody to visit. Oh. That's a, that's a hell of a story. Yeah. I'll tell you one time. Wow. That is, a, that. That is that a, and It's true, shit. yeah. It's involved. That's how it is, dancing man. And dancing around human shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? but, uh, all right. And then comedian. Yep. Both comedians. Yep. I don't tell Stand good jokes. Comedy. I tell stories. I'm still working I on tell good jokes. Stories. I, Pam told me you got the voice for it. You got your stage presence and you got the story. It's just not funny because you got no tagline. Yeah, that's exactly I'm it. I'm like, oh, well, why don't I just hire you to write the tagline? And I'll be on the stage, right? You can have all my profits, right? You know, When I get my first special, that's when I should take over, right? No, I'll, no. I'll be reverse Mrs. Maisel here. Yeah, there well, you go. That's not a problem. I don't mind having a woman manager at all. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, that's not I mean, even all genders are equal. Oh, yeah. shoot. Anybody who can no, just no, deliver. No. Oh, we're going we're gonna to go there now. Oh, oh. what? Take oh. it there, man. Take it there. You're talking to a feminist. Oh, talking to an... Yeah, which no, one? Equality. Not. We're all into equal, take it equality. There, man. No, no not. you and don't like equality? Be. What? What's your take on it? What's your take on it? All right. So at Cal State Bakersfield, I did research uh, in the Plant Physiological Ecology Lab. Oh, right? Weed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> carbohydrate studies, right? If weed has carbohydrates, <laughs> yes, it does. I can tell you all about it. Uh but I put a team together, and the team that I put together had an influx of both genders, okay. right? Yeah. And even none, right? Because my wife is, is transgender. Yeah. It's a female. Okay. Uh, she even helped me uh, in the lab sometimes. Consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Females outperform males in every task. And so the permanent positions, because they earned it, had to go to the female research assistance and so no the world is not i think nature and nurture are so different that you can have a good feminist right background and everything but still be a piece of shit right Mm. and then be same in the male and still be a piece of shit in the performance and the work ethic right Uh but if i have to take a survey of just my own personal ladies and gentlemen my own personal history of just working in the environment and in a lot of different jobs hands down thank you so much being you (laughs) right and it is you know people don't understand in in a biologist's point of view the mitochondria and everything that is of the cells environment is uh-huh. only passed on by the maternal unit. Uh-huh. Hmm. The human egg would not survive because the male 
gamete only provides half the uh-huh. chromosomes, right? Yeah, yeah. You provide everything else. That means for every single organisms on Earth, it started with a mother. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? It started with a female, whether it was a cell, uh-huh. right? And it got to go from print to, to daughter cells or whatever. Uh-huh. But it started in that progression. Mm. So no. all, all the fem- feminists are like, we got to tune into this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, so all the guys are turning it down at home. Like, I don't know what this dude's talking about. <laughs> all right, ladies, don't worry about it. And, it. and if you're interested in a lot more, I have a cure for stinky dickhead, too. There so you I'll go. After yeah, next too, episode. <laughs> Comedy. Yep. All right. How did you get into comedy? Uh, I uh, I was always nominated class clown, like in in school. Like, mm-hmm. Even though I was a dancer, a professional dancer, and all kind of stuff. It's like, why do people keep nominating me class clown? Then, then I was like, I'm just gonna do it. I actually started at the San Francisco Comedy College. And uh, wait, 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 hold off there. Yeah. There's a what? San Francisco Comedy College. And and when was I that established? <laughs> I think they established. I was I wasn't there when they got established, but they got established around uh, somewhere in the late '90s. Really? But I. Uh, I joined in, I don't know, after like a after like a flamenco show and everyone and I looked at a poster, I was like, I wanna go there and I was like, I'm gonna go there and so yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> and then how long between going there and going to like your first open mic or Um, I went to my first open mic like three months afterwards because they have their own open mics but i went to like a public open mic after you know <laughs> without the security blanket, yeah, yeah right yeah. okay all right yeah and then after that you, but you were hooked in obviously at yeah the comedy college uh, and after that and then after that yeah it's a good community and then and then the community here in the bay area and then beyond uh, you know i love, I love comedy yeah. yeah it's crazy like kid on we met through in comedy we here mutiny radio when uh, uh, me and anthony medina were hosting uh so we used to host here on sundays really yeah yeah oh that's so cool i uh, and your comedy career. Man, started. my comedy career is a little convoluted, man. It's uh it's a combination of depression, yeah, crawling out of it. So I don't really try to tell jokes, I just tell the truth. Right. And what's sad about it is people laugh at the, the, how cutting the truth can be, which is kind of a really twisted way that comedy works for me. Like I'm not sometimes trying to be funny. I'm just like this is some shit that I'm really wrestling with. And and I found that that was really what comedy turned out to be when I was doing it was sometimes comedy was in between the material. Like when you're actually just commenting on what you just said, people would laugh at that transitional point. And the punchline that you had worked on for like maybe two days, four days didn't land. So I think now I've kind of evolved to becoming the guy who actually is commenting on my own life without necessarily trying to sound like the comedian. And that in itself is becoming this middle ground of like comedy right and and what people resonate with me for and i've been doing that for like um since may i started messing back with it but i have a little background in comedy i tried to fuck with it back in like when i was like uh back in um what year was that i think oh nine or something and yeah but i i sucked at it i sucked at it and i really wasn't coming through with any like you know like whatever's but and when was, you say you sucked at it, let me interrupt. Well, you like I, I didn't understand a punchline. I really yeah, did. Okay. Like I know this might sound weird to admit, but it's like I did not understand what a punchline was and how to develop. I I could recognize one, I couldn't craft one. Ah. And whenever I did get one, I didn't really know how it came about. Now I recognize what a punchline looks like a lot more structurally. But um, but yeah, and that strange journey, man. And and now it's like I'm. Like I feel like sometimes I'm Kobe Bryant on my punchlines. Other days I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's but but it came a lot easier. I think life was a bit of what had to happen in between, 
Um, Do you was, think going through obstacles and and everybody everybody like you? Do you want do you want to see the studio audience? Oh, so they, they, oh, wait, hold on here. I'll have to introduce you again. But we all know, I'm sure, a lot of comedians that started from a dark place. Yeah, right? yeah, Just definitely, life, yeah, right. And we know a lot of comedians that go out that way. You know, yeah, through a dark place too. I wonder if the aura says, well, shit, life's so fucking funny, you know, hard. I knew my story, right? It almost yeah. comes from the same space it was. Yeah. I had that accident in 2013. What, hap- what I, happened? I had, I ignored all the signs of a heart attack. Oh. I was at Sacramento City College and I was like 387 pounds when Whoa. I started Whoa. in 2010, right? Uh, raging alcoholic up to that time lived life like right the reason I I always say this the reason that I survived they brought me bath and everything is because heaven and hell had me for like two seconds and said not this motherfucker right and then sit me back here so you were dead oh yeah yeah I was cardiac death wow wasn't I'm stupid I wasn't wearing a helmet my head hit the fucking cement wait 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 you fell or what happened? Wait, I, wait. I was riding a bicycle. Okay. From okay. UC Davis over the Yolo Causeway to Sacramento to clean fucking houses. Because okay. that's how I was. Yeah. You had a job, though. Yeah. Yeah. I was putting myself through school with yeah. my sister stuff. No doubt. And made it to West Sacramento. And that's where it happened. And Mark Hopkins, Officer Cerwick, Sergeant Camacho, Chris Robinson, Mike Huntington. It just happened that two officers were doing a traffic stop, not more than a block away. Happened that Mike, uh, I mean, Mark Hopkins, who got the life-saving, civilian life-saving award, they got the two officer life-saving award. Turns out his neighbor was an ex-combat medic. So Mark was at the store buying alcohol. Chris was there getting um, cigarettes. Chris is not as young, I mean, old as Mark, right? So Mark sends Chris to go get Mike. Mike runs over. They ripped me off the bicycle because I was into strapped in. They cut everything off. They did CPR and brought me back on site there. I went one more time in the hospital and then UC Davis, they fixed my heart. Whoa. Right. Wow. Respect. Respect to those guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I they, matter of fact, they're not even sponsored the show and I give them a shout out to my brother no, from no, another no. mother all the time. Right. Well, that created disabilities. Uh, you know, I couldn't learn the same way. Uh, the disabilities and so I started watching uh, Ralphie May and comedy so I I, I was still going to the university but I was in so much pain I would go home and I would just watch and drink beer why Ralphie May because I know he was a big dude I saw him in Sacramento at the at the punchline up there and he was just like this much Mm -hmm. but we're Sam of the same like age group right so when everything he was doing it was so hilarious to me i barely could breathe right and i needed that joy again right yeah. and so comedy started to inspire that joy again and so you know it really got me through until i graduated and then wow. got up here but when i got up here i was in the wheelchair fucking nobody wants i look great on paper but if somebody sees me will you know will through the chair there was nobody in the wheelchair going through my biotech classes there's nobody in chemistry, nobody in the labs in a wheelchair doing the same thing that I was, right? So how could I go out here and expect to get right in, you know? And so, so the jobs or what? Jobs, right? And so I was turned down by big names, Google, 
Genetech, I mean, big biotech companies, right? Yeah. They just didn't have a lab set up for me. Natera that I work for, they didn't have a lab set up for my wheelchair, so I eventually had to leave there. So I went to my medical team. I said, do what the fuck you have to do. So I said, do whatever spinal procedure, whatever surgery you got to do, put the new hip in. I don't give a fuck. I'm tired of going in and seeing people look down on me. You know, they see the paper that I was, and then they see me, and then they just see the disability, right? And it was painful, man. It caused a lot of trauma. Wow. And so I was like, I started this a year ago before I started doing all the, the surgeries back in 2018, but I wasn't strong enough. You know, I didn't have, I still had all the spinal problems. And so it took a full year to get back to this. And since I can't talk about my suicide attempts and being hospitalized, right, for suicide attempts and everything of, of like my death experience in regular medical groups uh -huh. because that's taboo stuff i said well i'll spend you know in private practice is a hundred and something a week for an hour right i said bullshit i'll come to mutiny radio and i'll get my shit on the air hell right yeah there. yeah and i'll just tell my shit and then and then my comedy can be as dark and blue as raunchy it can that's be. what's up and that's yeah. how, and that's how you heal yeah yeah right? yeah and so, so you know but i'm at that point i'm like because the stories are so bad they ain't funny yet right <laughs> well that's what they start grips on the stories for right? act and one it, is the tension yeah <laughs> <laughs> conflict of the characters yeah. and there it is too so i sat down and i had ralphie me and i had a whiteboard and i went over set after set he did and I don't know why I don't follow that formula, right? Because it's a magic formula. Really? But I just wrote it down. Self-deprecation for X amount of minutes. All right? Flaming this. And I just started treeing and outlining everything that he was doing. And I was like, that's when you start to really appreciate comics, right? And that's why I still go back here to the Monday night. And when somebody circles back around, I said, damn, they circled back around. I don't even know how to do that, right? Uh -huh. And they did it. And then they come up with sarcastic taglines. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. Right? And so it's almost, I equate it to almost like the college, right? That you uh -huh. said. But this would be akin to like the LA comedy store where everybody can come in and they can get critiqued and try to get as better and better and better as they can. Uh -huh. Me, I'm fast-chatting the motherfucker, right? Here's my money. Let me get on air for four hours, right, straight. And let me just try and just throw everything out. And then I record it. And so, like, my YouTube, God bless YouTube, right? I'm on one site, which is mental health for uh, sons and daughters of Vietnam veterans, right? My father killed himself from suicide from Vietnam War. It was just traumatic wow, for wow. him. And I told them that I use this, right, as a platform and stuff like that. Well, I also use YouTube, and then YouTube, because everything is so dark and blue and I have such a warning in it, uh -huh. automatically algorithm flagged the uploads I did of my comedy little sets, right? Me just, because so, I want to watch it and everything. And I just sent a letter to YouTube, and I'm like, do you know how many comedians have mental health issues like myself, right? Yeah. And I just say, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, don't take this away, right? Because uh -huh. this could turn into something. If I can just get something out on the airwaves, right? And people just pick up snippets, right? Even if it's just my snippets, so I don't put anybody else's out there. But shit, maybe it'll just drag that. And I hope I'm just a beacon for everybody who can't have a voice to come in at Clem's Castaways and you guys come in like this and be able to say the shit they need to say, right? Yeah. Because they can't say it somewhere else. This uh -huh. is a safe zone for that, right? And that is what's so amazing because I see so many... I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast and he was said like AA 
AA brings out some amazing comedians, right? Because people are telling such personal horrific stories yeah. that they, over time, they start to own them so much that yeah. they get to like throw that scaffolding in, right? Yeah. And that's where I'm missing. That's that's a lot of stuff where I where I'm a scaffold? What do you mean by scaffolding? The scaffolding, the the underside of a joke where it's okay. There's there's premise. Right there's the tagline, the punchline, that whole structure of it. Yeah. Right, where me, I'm just organic and I'm basically just throwing up a story right yeah. out there. Craft, like when you guys develop your craft, I, that's what's so amazing to me. That's why I love people to come in and be able to take the stage because I'm so amazed how they can capture an audience, right, uh -huh. and then just push the issues. No right? doubt. Uh, hey, by the way, man, I didn't mind doing a set. If hey, not a problem. Time. Yeah. What do we got? You said you yeah, got four hours or two hours. I'm confused now, though. So I start at <laughs> 2 p.m. here and you end with four. my podcast, uh, Beyond Our Comprehension. Right now, we just did a, we finished up a homeless series. Um, I interviewed a couple that were living on the street of Jesse and Six down by the Tenderloin here in San Francisco. Today? Uh, no, oh, okay. uh, on the 14th okay. of December. Okay. Okay. And I've been just playing the series out oh, on the nice, radio nice, and, and nice. everything. And so this was just a last of getting their story out nice. and stuff. That's beautiful. And, and I was throwing in. So when you guys rocked in, I just wanted you guys to come in here so you can introduce yourself. So when you're ready to go on set now, oh, cool. and we're going to oh, put yeah. the stage together, right? Then you guys... Oh fucking! Well, already I'll, gonna I'll know. I'll rip whenever. I'll rip whenever. But I don't want to mess up your flow. You got no problem. You talking so about I'm, some really deep shit right now, and I don't want to <laughs> throw you off. And and that's how I'm gonna call it. And we're gonna change the ho 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 Merry Christmas Eve to Clem's Castaways. So I'm gonna put to bed beyond our comprehension. We thank the artists for coming by and, and telling us their story of how they got into it. That's what happens on Beyond Our Comprehension with a network, and you can come by and tell your stories and be the comedic genius and tell all your dates and everything. But now we're gonna roll into some open mics long sets and now we're going to make people laugh ho 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 thank you for joining beyond our chris uh beyond our comprehension for our christmas eve 2019 let me go up on season two down Informar 